That's Ian, and uh, also here we got Hannah. Hey there. And Jeremy. Hey, Markley. And over there is our faithful, trusty engineer Miles. Hello. Hello. He's making coffee. You know who you're hearing? Who is that? Everybody, one, two, three. Terry Cashman. The Cashman himself. The real young money. This guy has written so many great songs about baseball. And not only baseball, though. He, he uh, wrote all the songs of singer, quote, songwriter, end quote. Throw that in quotes, yeah. Jim Croce. Uh, that guy's a... I mean, those those are big songs. I hear them in the grocery store almost every time I go to the grocery store. I feel no wonder. I heard it just the other day in the grocery store. That reminded me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I feel misled because he's always referred to as a singer-songwriter. Mm-hmm. Croce. Croce. I was Jim a little Croce. disappointed when I found that out. Yeah. It's like, damn. Well, I, I'm happy for Terry, though. Oh, There's yeah, more, Terry. Yeah. More cash for the cash man. <laughs> but he doesn't you know, care about the money. That's right. He doesn't care about the money. Yeah, Terry Cashman has an album called... It's not about the money. It's not about the money. You guys, it's not about the money. Yeah. To him, it's about baseball. And it's about the shine that we're putting on Mm -hmm. with a low-profile podcast. Indeed. Uh, I want to hear a little bit more of this guy. Um, this This is one of the greatest songs ever written about this great sport of baseball. I've loved this song since I was a little kid because when I was watching Saturday morning cartoons on Channel 64 in Victorville, uh, California, they would always play a commercial for a show called Talkin' Baseball. Hmm. And the soundtrack of this commercial was a song called Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. And if you don't know it, well... It sounds a lot like this. Uh, that was my childhood right there. The Wiz kids had won it. Bobby Thompson had done it. And Yogi read the comics all the while. 
Rock and roll was being born, marijuana we would scorn. So down on the corner, the national pastime went on trial. We're talking baseball, Klazuski, Campanella, talking baseball. The man and Bobby Feller, the scooter, the barber, and the nuke. They knew them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially Willie, Mickey, and the Duke. Well, Casey was winning, oh, Hank Aaron was beginning, one Robbie going out, one coming in. It's really hard for me not to do the I Simpsons parody of that. Oh, that's not a thing, is it? It is. He, cause, uh, he sings it. He sings it and re- yeah, he rewrote it for that episode. Yeah, we just listened to it the other day. The bakery. Talking softball. What? Yeah. You guys are crazy. <laughs> Believe it or not. Believe it or not. Well, with lyrics that match the plot to the yeah. show. I don't believe he wrote the lyrics, though. I think he just performed it. I think so, too. I think you the writer. Think he did? I think Conan definitely wrote that song and then gave it to Terry, and then Terry was. Conan O'Brien? Yeah. Because I think Conan was the big writer at that point. He He's another newbie in the podcast business. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Everyone's getting on this. Oh, Something's. I, do you guys hear something? I do. Well, Mr. Burns had done it, the power plant had won it, with Roger Clemens clucking all the while. Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile, while Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile. We're talking softball, from Maine to San Diego, talking softball, Mattingly and Conseco, Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw. Steve Saxon and is running with the law. We're talking Homer, Ozzy and the Straw. Nice. As you can see, we got a real kick-ass panel today. Um, we have so Hannah and I know just about nothing about baseball except for the last couple months. Uh, we've been in situations where. We had enough time to listen to a lot of songs about baseball. And we fell in love with baseball music. With baseball music, yes. Um, But it's all gibberish to me. I don't don't know anything about what they're talking about. Yeah. Well, we're in luck because we have two baseball fans, Jeremy and Ian. Um, But why ask them when we could just call up Terry Cashman? Um, that's yeah. a move. That's could, a really but, I mean, big how are you move. Ever gonna do that? He called me up the other day when I was at the zoo oh. and um, said he'd be keen to talk to us for a little bit. So I'm running a little bit late here. I don't know if he's still awake because it's the he's on the East Coast. Where is he on the East Coast? I cannot disclose oh, that okay. information. Hello. Hello, is this Terry? Yes. The Terry Cashman. One and only. All right, well, this is Mark Lee. I'm joined here with my panel, Jeremy, Hannah, and Ian. Hello, sir. Hi. Hello, everybody. It's a real privilege. Uh, Hannah and I are fans of baseball music, and Jeremy and Ian are fans of both baseball music and baseball. And me and Hannah are just learning about it, but... Uh, you're sort of the reason why this episode 
came up because uh, we passed many an hour listening to you singing about the sport and uh, you're just so poetic and passionate about it and it just you know gives us goosebumps oh thank you thank you yeah, well, thank, yeah, you. thank you <laughs> yeah. um, so I I know the story, but for our listeners, what what brought about that song, Willie, Mickey, and the Duke? Well, it actually came from a photograph, which was uh, taken at Shea Stadium in an old-timers game where they had uh, Willie, Mickey, and the Duke and, and Joe DiMaggio walking in from center field, and somebody took this incredible picture from behind, and you see them walking in. They're all in center field, walking in towards the infield and you know all you see are their numbers two twenty four four seven and joe joe's five and uh i bought the rights to that that picture because i loved it so much it represented so much to me in terms of, of new york baseball and uh i gave it out as a christmas present to, in 1980 uh, you know, to all my friends I knew, you know, that I knew would appreciate uh, what it meant. And, um, you know, at that time I owned a, a record company with a couple of partners. And um, somebody came in and they had a baseball song. And um, I said to my, my partner, Tommy West, you know, hey, maybe it's time for a baseball song. It's, it's pretty good. But in those days, singles, you needed a B-side. So I said, well, let me write something. And I was sitting at home and I looked at the picture and uh, I said, Joe and Willie and Mickey and Joe. And I said, you know, Joe doesn't belong with these guys. He retired in 51. And he was kind of like the godfather of New York City base, uh, center fielders. And all of a sudden it came in, into my head that, uh, you know, it was. Willie, Mickey, and, and the Duke, because they played at the same time. You know, we had three three baseball teams in New York, and all you know, the Golden Days. pretty good. The Yankees were great, the Dodgers were great, and the Giants were pretty good. They won a pennant in '51 and, and, and won the World Series in '54. So, and I went to bed that night, and I started, you know, as I was falling asleep, I was thinking about the days when I was a teenager, and. Um, all that would happen was, you know, on, on, on the block where I lived, everybody would be out in the evening waiting for the, for the early papers, you know, the daily news and the mirror and so forth to come up. And uh, there would be arguments about everything and mostly about baseball, you know, who is, who is better, Campy or, or, or Yogi or Pee Wee or... or uh, or, or Phil Rizzuto, Scooter, and but especially the arguments were mainly about Willie Mickey and the Duke. And I went to sleep, and uh, next day I woke up and I wrote the song in 20 minutes. Wow, amazing! That's oh, great. Yeah, it still feels fresh. So, yeah. so that, that actually kind of talks to a question I had about it because it's so like comprehensive to the era, and you, you said you wrote it in 1980, obviously well after the fact. Um, but you, you wrote it in 20 minutes. You, di you didn't have to go back and look at old box scores or old programs to kind of jog the memory? or you, was that No, not at all. I, you know, I knew I, 
in the 50s, and, uh, you know, there were only 16 teams. I knew every player on every team. Oh. It was not, not you know, it's not like today we have 30 teams. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, and, and mainly, you know, mainly there were some trades, but, you know, mainly guys uh, stayed with the same team. And you were a New York fan? Was there one team in particular, or you just kind of like Yeah, G- Giants. Giants were my team. Giants. Did you follow him out to San Francisco? Yeah, for a while. And when Willie came back to New York with the Mets, I became a Mets fan. I like to hear that. I'm a Mets fan myself. I'm from northern New Jersey. Uh, actually, it takes me to a different question. Uh, and you, you did a bunch of team-centric ones maybe in, a, in 96, a couple, like almost 20 years after the original. Um, no, well, I did, um, what happened was, uh, you know, 1981, when I wrote the song and it was released and it became, you know, this, uh, this phenom, uh, you know, and, and was played all over the place. The strike in baseball happened that year. And, um, as a lot of people have said to me, I was, you know, the only good thing that happened to baseball during that strike was, was my song. And um, when when the strike broke, the song was so popular that I was actually actually I was invited to Seattle. No way! Oh wow! And I and I sang the song at the uh, opening of uh, the Mariners uh, season. Mm. Uh, I'm so bummed and, I missed that. And they asked me, you know, can I in- include some of the Mariners players? And, um, you know, so at the end of the song, you know, I, I, I included some of the players. And um, as I was leaving the ballpark that night, I think it was Jeff Burroughs on that team, 81. You guys remember? I think. I'm, I was Before a 90s kid. Time. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, one of the um, wives, one of the players said, you know, how come you didn't put my, my husband in the song? And uh, you know, I said, I said, I said, well, you know, he'll be in the next one. Me, you know, I didn't know what I meant at all, but I had to get out. You know, it was an uncomfortable situation. So you had to got out of it good. So anyway, I then you know went to uh, to L.A. and I sang sang the song there, and um, then I, I went to Atlanta. And Atlanta, there was a guy named Larry Cancro who was uh, who was in charge of. Uh, uh, of PR there, and uh, he said to me, "Do you think you can write a song about the Braves, you know, to the same tune uh, as, as Willie Mickey and the Duke?" And I said, "You yeah, know, well, let me see. I, you know, I hadn't thought about that." So I went home, and um, you know, I looked up the history of the Braves, you know, in Boston and Milwaukee and Atlanta, and uh, and I wrote a talking baseball song about the Braves, and uh, they loved it, and they paid me a nice amount of money to do it, mm-hmm. uh, and it became very popular, and all the other teams then heard about it. So uh, there were, you know, five or six or seven or eight teams that that paid me to uh, to write a song, you know, the Cubs and Giants and Minnesota Twins, and they paid me to write a talking baseball song about their team. <laughs> It's a so, uh, so after I had done about 10 of them, I said, oh, you know, 
why don't I do them all? And I did them all. Oh, May as well. Great. That's wonderful. Um, so I think the the natural next question, uh, I feel like that sort of brings us to talking softball. <laughs> Do, can you can you give us uh, sort of the play by play on the on that one? Um, it was just just a matter of uh, you know them contacting me and uh, someone had written you know lyrics to you know talking baseball called talking softball and the whole you know the whole thing. Sure, sure. And I went you know I went to L.A. and I you know I I, I recorded it and uh, and they used it and it you know it became you know very popular. With, you know, with the fans of that show. Terry, I, I also really, I, I love the other song, like Cooperstown, mm-hmm. Hannah. One of my right? personal favorites. It's like velvet in my ears. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just so. So America. It's very America. It's very uh, heartwarming and just makes me feel like a, uh, it makes me feel like I'm in on it, honestly, just hearing it. It, it, makes it takes me, me to right there. Mm-hmm. Cooperstown. Makes you want to go to Cooperstown? Yeah. 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 Um, but I think a lot of people don't know about you, your uh, work with uh, the, the Weston Cashman duo and uh, writing all the uh, songs for Jim Croce. Is that sort of a separate audience, do you feel like? or? Um. You know, probably. I mean, uh, it's uh, you know pop music as opposed to baseball songs. Right. I think you know you think in order to, in order to uh, you know to be into all the songs I wrote about baseball, you have to love baseball to a certain degree and know something about it and be interested in it. Uh, you know, whereas uh, uh, you know Jim's records were uh, you know for a national audience and. Um, you know, that you didn't have to be a baseball fan to, to like uh, Bad Badly Roy Brown, you know? Yeah. It's true that uh, you're the only recording artist that's in Cooperstown, like in the Hall of Fame? No, um, John Fogarty also. John Fogarty, okay. Oh, Centerfield. We couldn't, f- I was trying to find info, like, sure. yeah. He's ready to play today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, are, are you still writing, Carrie? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm working on a, uh, a musical, um, which is somewhat about baseball. It's, a, you know, it says a baseball theme, but it's, you know, it's about, you know, it's about people and, and, you know, without going into the whole thing, the, uh, story about a guy who was a great player and who got hurt and then, you know, later on went into business and, in Florida, it was a base, you know, a baseball uh, restaurant and bar, and uh, you know, various things happened with with him between him and his daughter, and um, and uh, you know what happens with you know the value of uh, of of his restaurant, and uh, you know, so I've been working on that. Is is that going to be a, a a period specific piece? Because you have such a good good feel, obviously, for the the baseball specific. Periods the way your songs just kind of capture whole teams at certain times. No, no, these uh, they're not. You know, the, as I say, then uh, the songs are are maybe a couple of them are about you know about baseball. Opening day is in, in it, and 
um, more about life of the song. The song called uh, "Brooklyn." Brooklyn almost died, and uh, but but the rest of the songs are are just uh, you know regular show tunes. That sounds really fun. I feel like that's right up your alley, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. You know, we uh, we. Uh, We've been working very hard on it, and uh, we hope to get a couple of producers involved in it and uh, get it going. Who are you collaborating with for that, if you don't mind me asking? In terms of, of what? Oh, on the musical. I know, but you're collaborating with... Oh, who are you? Are, are, the, are, are you writing it solo, or are you uh, working no, with No, I've written all the, all the songs. Yeah, I've written all the music oh. and, and oh, lyrics. Good. Oh, okay, and, and now uh, you're just... and then there are people who write, you know, write the book, and uh, you know, you have directors and musical directors, and a lot of people. It's a very collaborative effort. Have you have you done something along these lines before? Uh, no. Well, I'm excited to see how this develops. Yeah, stoked for it. Yeah, when should Me we too. expect it? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a Broadway thing. Hopefully, that's what you aim for, but mm -hmm. you have to. You know, unless you have, uh, you know, a big star involved. Uh, so the guy uh, from Hamilton hasn't contacted you about it. I didn't. I couldn't hear you. Oh, well, he, he's <laughs> the guy from Hamilton hasn't contacted you yet. Aaron right. Yeah, you know, he's he's actually from my old neighborhood, but now he uh, he's got his own thing going. So right. sure. But right. if he, you know, he had a star like that involved, then then you know you know the theater owners know you're going to sell tickets, but. Uh, if you don't have a big star involved, um, then you have to go through a process of uh, regional theater and get reviews and work your way up, and hopefully you get to Broadway. Yeah. I'm sorry, I just wanted to bring it back to a couple of the team-centric uh, talking baseball songs, because I think they're so well done and so interesting. Um, were there any teams specifically that you had trouble sort of filling out? The, you know, obviously you do the Yankees one, there's, you know, a million stars to choose from, you almost got to leave people out. You do the Mets one, it's it's fantastic and has the, you know, all the, the, the 69 team and the 86 team and the current team. But was it like you're sitting down to do the Colorado Rockies and you're like, uh, I, I don't know what to say here? Or was it just easy? Could you just find something? No, I mean, they're, they're, you know, there were always players involved, but the newer teams, you know, had less history, so they were more difficult. You know, the... Uh, the Diamondbacks and the Marlins and and the Rays and teams, you know, the newer teams were, were more difficult to do because they didn't, you know, like you mentioned, the Yankees. I mean, it was like, you know, what 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 do I leave out? You know? As a and Mets the Cardinals, you know, and the, all, all the team, teams from, you know, that, that have been around for years and years, the Tigers and the Cardinals and the Cubs, and they, they were easy. As a Mets fan, was it a little upsetting to do the Marlins team that, that took the record for the fastest from uh, inception to World Series? Because I know I was upset about that. As a Mets no. fan. <laughs> Didn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah you're, you're working. Yeah. We, we get it. <clears throat> oh. Well. Terry, um, we've been... Thank you so much for filling us in on all this. And um, does anybody have any more questions? Oh, how do you think the Mets look this year? 
I think they're, they're pretty good. They can hit, you know, unlike last year when they had a, an anemic uh, hitting team. They they have, uh, you know, they have guy. You know, they got Cano and they got the catcher who can hit. And, you took uh, Diaz from us too. And this kid, uh, <laughs> this, yeah, this kid Jeff McNeil is going to be a very good hitter. And um, you know, they have some young players. You know, Conforto and. Some other guys that that are that are uh, able to put some runs on the board, and with their pitching staff, you know, I mean, I expect the Grom to win, you know, at least fifteen games this year, and yeah. uh, and uh, you know, Wheeler and and Syndergaard are very good, and uh, Matt's is pitching good. a pretty good game tonight, so you know, they they should they should be in the hunt. I love the optimism. It's great to hear it from from an authority such as yourself. This is a <laughs> you're a true Mets fan. I th- I, when I think of the Mets now, I'm going to think of you and not Jerry Seinfeld or Chris Rock. <laughs> I, I also want to say one last thing about the Mets. I love in your Mets song that you uh, when you talk about Mookie, you don't talk about the Buckner error. You don't talk about him beating it out. You say Mookie dodged the Boston pitch. You know, and that nobody really talks about the wild pitch right before the the ball going through Buckner's leg. So I, I appreciate that. <laughs> That tied the game. You know. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's getting, it needs to get its due, and I, I appreciate that. Mm. Um, One last thing. Are you, are you from Brooklyn? Like, what borough are you from, exactly? Manhattan. Manhattan, okay. Because my Uncle Al, he was raised in Brooklyn, when the Dodgers left, he went to the Mets, as you would. And then when the Dodgers were in the World Series the past two years, my, my dad was talking to him about it, and he goes, yeah. I'm from Brooklyn. I hate the Dodgers. Siri, <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we go, I, so we're going to spend the remainder of the episode focusing on uh, additional music uh, that relates to baseball. And I was wondering if you have any favorites that we might want to pull up during our conversation. Uh, my favorite uh, song is uh, Van Lingo Mungo. Oh, by David Frischberg. Yep. Yeah. We, I, I have a mutual friend in Frischberg now and uh, through, through a previous episode, but, uh, yeah, he, he was unable to uh, participate this time. He's, uh, he's, he's broke a bone, in, and he's in the hospital, so, you know, yeah. everybody pray for him. But yeah. that's a great song, 100% names of baseball players for the lyrics right yeah it's terrific yeah i think we're probably going to hear that uh as we transition in the next phase but yeah that's a beautiful one well terry we're going to be looking out for a musical do you have a working title for it it's called uh once upon a pastime Hmm. that's great beautiful we're looking forward to seeing it yeah, I'm keeping my eyes out for well, that. I hope you get the chance. <laughs> yeah. Did you have anything to... Um, yeah, it? one question. I don't know anything about baseball. Um, and so my biggest question is, why baseball? And that's really for everyone here. Why baseball? Like, what's the hype about baseball? Why does it feel so good? Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking <laughs> you. <laughs> Why is baseball still popular? No, no, for you personally. Like, why do you love baseball? Oh, it, you know, it just goes back to my youth and my, uh, 
you know, my family, my, you know, my father loved baseball and my mother, my mother loved baseball. Uh, and I have a big family of uh, three sisters and, and two brothers, and they all love baseball. So oh, I grew up, a lot of you know, community around it. And, and growing up in New York in the 50s, as I've said before, we had three very good teams. And, you know, it was, uh, you saw all the players from both leagues. And, um, you know, I, I wound up playing and, and, you know, being signed by the, by the Detroit Tigers when mm-hmm. I was 18 years old. And uh, you know, I've I've seen every aspect of baseball, and uh, you know, it uh, it was you know my was able to uh, you know couple my talent, uh, you know, as as a songwriter and uh, my knowledge of baseball into uh, you know doing all these all these songs. So uh, you know, I've loved it all my life, and I'm not going to stop now. So, did you ever know Hank Greenberg if you were a Tiger? No, I knew his son. Cool. Okay. Hank Greenberg was, you know, I think, uh, no, he was a little bit before my time. Gotcha. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just say that because uh, I'm, I'm Jewish and they always say Jews aren't good at sports, but Hank Greenberg was the hitting king, so he proved that stereotype wrong. Him and Sandy. Kofax, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, he was a great player and... Uh, um, you know, a wonderful uh, American. Damn right. And and uh, was very successful. You know, after he retired, he became a general manager and uh, was uh, very successful. And his son is also involved in baseball. Yeah. So if, if you were in, in the Tigers organization uh, back then, and I think uh, Dave DeBusher also was around a similar time, uh, is there something about that organization that sort of appeals to people no, multi talents? Dave DeBush had played for the White Sox. Oh, White Sox. Never mind. I apologize. He played for the Detroit. Uh, <laughs> he played for the Detroit basketball team when you know. Then he got traded to the Knicks. All right, right on. Never mind. That. He was a, he was actually a player, coach for uh, for the okay. Pistons. Pistons team. All right. <laughs> All right, well, Terry, thank you so much for talking to us. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, Terry, you're the man, awesome. dude. Thank you. Hey, thank you're welcome. Dream come and, uh, true. It, was, it was a lot of fun. All thank right. Thank you so much. Well, All right, good luck with everything. Appreciate right. it. Good Thanks, night. Terry. Thank you. Good night. Okay. Good night. Bye. Wow. Oh, I could, ch- I could check that off my list. Once upon a pastime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Oh, we got to go wait. see that. I know. I, yeah, I think. I hope that hits the road soon. Mm. My palms are sweaty right now. Oh my god! Legend, <laughs> legend. Absolutely. He is so wise. Yeah. Those old New Yorkers—they just got nothing but like just wisdom. I just oh. can't fucking believe this, man. <laughs> we, yeah. Terry wow. Cashman himself. Terry Cashman. I, yeah. Wait. So, uh, what is his real name? Oh, do we have to? I don't think we can disclose that. Yeah, that's that's top secret. <laughs> that's uh, that's going to the grave. Yeah, that's going to the grave. But it will blow your mind. See, uh, yeah, that's it's his his real his real name is Ball Bat Singerton. No, Ball Bat Singerton. 
What's up you're going to say with baby Ruth? Little baby Ruth. Oh, goodness. Damn. He oh, knows everything man. about baseball. Yeah, and those, He's the baseball, like, so how do you baseball feel? Alec Trebek. Those songs are super comprehensive, too. So like, you two have been fans ton of individual since you were events. children. Well, I heard him, so I heard him, the first time I heard the baseball song was the Ken Burns documentary about baseball. Hmm. What's the name of that? Uh, base just baseball. Yeah, yeah. it's called baseball. Mm. Nice. Ken Burns is baseball. What's it about though? Just the history of baseball. Oh, okay. And it's it covers it covers every <laughs> aspect of the sport, including we, baseball music, because that's what we're here to talk. Oh about. yeah, they talked about baseball music. They talked about you know, the seventh inning stretcher. Who's the guy you were asking Terry about on like the Tigers? Yeah. Uh, Hank Greenberg. He was the guy who became was super close to breaking Babe Ruth's single season home run record. And he got a lot of flack because he was he was Jewish, and people, how dare he? And they were intentionally Honestly. walking him. They were yeah. intentionally walking him. Oh, he got so stuff thrown up. at him. He got called the K word. Uh, yeah, and then I think uh, twenty years down the line, Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris were going for that that record, and Maris ended up uh, breaking it, the last game of the '61 season, and yeah. And uh, they, Major League Baseball did this bunk thing where, because they were so, it, it was the beginning of the 162 season, because it had always been 150 something. 156. 156. So they made it 162, and the league was like, oh, this isn't fair to Babe Ruth, so we're just going to put an asterisk to anyone who breaks any record from now on. And so for the longest time, there was this asterisk next to 61, and then they finally changed that and like, 80 or 90 something but roger maris died not knowing that the record actually belonged to him damn which is really heartbreaking it is very heartbreaking yeah so yeah i just gave you a whole spiel about the 61 uh home run thing baseball nerd what can i say I'm learning so much about baseball right now. There's <laughs> a great HBO movie called 61 yeah. with an asterisk. Yeah. Directed I by Billy it. Crystal. <laughs> I hate him so much. Oh, that's no, good. I'm Barry Peppers, <laughs> Roger Maris, Tom yeah. Jane is Mickey Mantle. Who else is good There's one. a bunch of good people in that. Uh, I always forget that one dude. All these like, great character actors. Well, yeah. Well, you guys, I want to play this song called uh, Van Lingle Mungo, which, do you guys know who that is? That's the name of the person who sings it, Van Lingle Mungo. No, no, David Frischberg, who, uh, Dave, Dave Frischberg. Oh, he that's the guy he just recommended. Okay. Yeah, Terry yeah. was talking, that's his We haven't heard this before, song. you and I? You and I have heard it. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is the jazz pianist. Oh, and it's just the names. All the lyrics are names mm. of baseball players. Somehow he makes it work. You wouldn't think that you could, but he does it. Uh, I, I'm pretty shocked that I oh, never knew that he opened for the Mariners in 81. And I couldn't tell you. My, my life depended on anyone who played on the 81 team. I'd be dead because I don't know anyone that played. I don't know any of those players. Like, couldn't tell you. Terry Cashman knows. Terry Cashman oh, knows. Yeah. yeah, well, that was... He's talking baseball. He's talking baseball. <laughs> it's always talking. Oh, my gosh. Damn. That was so fun, though. Okay. Yeah. Here, here's Van Lingo Mungo by Dave Frischberg, one of many baseball-themed songs mm -hmm. he's written. 
Whiskey, Johnny G, Eddie Juice, Johnny Pesky, Thornton Lee, Roy Campanella, Van Lingle Whitey Kowalski, Max Lanier, Eddie Wiggis, and John Vanderbeer, Danny Gardella, Van Lingle Any names standing out to you yet? Panel? Uh, yeah, they have Roy Campanella on there. Campanella for sure. Johnny Mines. I mean, I know a majority of these names. George McQuinn for sure. So this is just every single baseball player. Of all time. Of all, all the good time. players of all time. So the ones that stand out. Van Lingle Mungo. Van Lingle How Mungo. could you not have a song written it's after written. you with a name like that? How's that spelled? V-A-N-L-I-N-G-L-E-M-U-N-G-O. Mungo was his name up. Mungo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Frischberg, we hope you're doing all right. I think there'll be a yeah. low pile profile so, yeah. at some point. By the way, it was 100, 154 games when Ruth hit that home run, not 156. I apologize to anyone I offended by saying it was a 156-game oh, season. Oh, yeah. Sorry yeah. to the listeners. Well, thanks for sparing us the troll publicity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some Pepe fans out there. I know there are. Ugh. But thank you. I didn't know that either. I was trying to figure out if it was 54 or 56. I decided to make it up and then check. And, uh, <laughs> nice. It turns out I was wrong. Well, everyone's doing that these days. Mm-hmm. It's chill. I respect that. You are a Mets fan, so. That's cool. yeah. I'm, getting, I'm getting the Yankee logo tatted on my face. So Face, huh? Yeah. All right. Right you really are? No, of course okay. not. <laughs> you never know these days. Yeah. I'm not a SoundCloud rapper yet. So have We're y'all played there. baseball before? I grew up playing baseball. Yeah, you still are? I still play. Well, still play with my friends, pick up games, but that's about it. Right on. You're a basketball guy. I know that. I, I, yeah, I enjoy basketball. I, I, I was a little league. I played little league, and uh, at a few seasons, I was probably the worst player in the league. Nice. There. So uh, it was fun. It's always a good time, though. Get yeah, out. Yeah, it's fun. Grass. A limited amount of exercise. That was my favorite part. I, I did little league for just one one season i guess um and i was on the huskies i believe we were called that's okay. cool and um yeah i was put in the outfield and i spent pretty much every game uh picking dandelions hey me <laughs> yeah. too sitting Beautiful. on my ass yeah. i was a right fielder for little league i made the all-star little league team three years in a row that was my biggest accomplishment in my life. And I lost all my summers because of it. But I would just wait for the ball to come to me. And most of the time I was picking dandelions and singing rap songs in my head. Mostly nice. the gorillas. Oh, okay. Because the gorillas were out at that time. And, uh, the Delphi- gorillas were out. The gorillas were out at that time. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it wasn't the dogs. Who? Dogs were out. Who? Dogs were in. Dogs were definitely still in at that point. <laughs> 
I've never played baseball, um, but it's I've the, thrown a ball with my friend, and um, the one time I did it, it hit me in the eye, and I had a big black eye for like, like no pain, no gain. Just throw no the pain. ball around. It just hit like, me right in the face immediately, and that's the only experience I have with an actual baseball. How many how many women are in Major League Baseball these days? Zero. There's never been a woman player, but I think that will change at some point. Because there's that there's this one girl who uh, I don't know if she was in Little League. Or she was uh, on some women's team, but she's like this incredible pitcher. And there's been talk about getting her into the major leagues. And I don't know when. So she would be the first woman. She'd be the first be. woman ever in the MLB. Wow. And I think that should actually like happen. Have you guys ever heard of Ted Williams? Yeah, he's uh, in a Ipes capsule now, right? <laughs> he's, uh, I, I'm what? not sure. He's, he's the last guy to hit 400. 400, though. yeah. He's the last guy to hit 400. But I definitely know him as this dude who was a legend. He's in Cooper. He's in Cooperstown, and his family decided to cut his head off and freeze it so if he can get brought back to life at some point. Wait, is this that's is, is this a yeah, joke? That's, that's the, the word. I don't know. If it's so true, what is Cooperstown? It's the Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. And so Terry, that's where baseball lives, actually. Yeah, that's why. So it literally Terry lives. It was. There. I think it, it was made in Cooperstown. It was invented there by Abner Doubleday, in Cooperstown, New York. How did they Double invent Day. baseball? Well, I think they stole, they stole from, from the It was a double dare. dare. <laughs> Somebody double dared them to open the baseball hall. Of yeah, N- Nelson Double Dare. Nelson Double Yeah, dare. he pulled it yeah. out of a giant snotty nose. He just pulled the rules down, covered in slime, and then they... Uh, it was before baseball. Punks of Tony Phil, obviously. Okay. Pre-Punks of Tony. Yeah, pre-Punks yeah, of P-P-P. Tony. Yeah, P-P-P. Well, there's a great song about <laughs> Ted Williams, uh, and it's called Ted Fucking Williams. Ted I, I was about to say, the story about Ted Williams is when he would do batting practice, he would just stand up there and you know all the teams would be watching because he's Ted Williams. Uh-huh. And he'd just hit the ball, he'd just crank it. He would just scream at nobody, I'm Ted motherfucking Williams. Boom, crank it. So that's probably where the title of the song comes from. Time. Boom, I'm what? Ted fucking Williams, you can't pitch to me. And he's screaming at nobody, right? <laughs> this is just batting practice. And like, and teams would line up and watch him do Baseball it. Baseball yeah. was so much better before steroids because people were just doing so much stimulants. It was before, like in speed. It was before steroids. They were just doing speed and a shit ton of stimulants. The greenies. The greenies. So everyone's on steroids now. Well, back in the nineties, they definitely were. Nowadays, it's just more like they're on the bang energy or something. <laughs> <laughs> the bang energy. You're on that bang you, energy. Yeah. I'm on that bang right now. Oh boy. We're banging all day. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> Um, there may be some explicit content previously or, or, or <laughs> so coming up. Have your kids leave the room right now. Yeah, if you haven't already, because Sorry. this song is by the Baseball Project.
this band is considered they're they're a super group. It's uh, Scott McGoy of the band The Minus Five, and then he's got uh, everybody but Michael Stipe from REM, oh, and uh, and then a couple people from the Dream Syndicate, and they uh, only play songs about baseball, and they got three albums out. Um, My dad's got every one too. Yeah, your dad's a big baseball head. Oh, he's a fucking massive baseball he, head. He took you to the Mariners game the other day. It's a father-son tradition as long as I can remember. I haven't missed – oh, there was one home opener we missed, but it was a friend of ours that got hit by a train, later died. It was really unfortunate, but now it's got a bigger meaning. So every mm-hmm. year, like, I will never miss it from here on out. So nothing will stop me from uh, coming up here for a home opener. So – yeah. That's beautiful. And that's why you're <laughs> able to be in the studio today, right? Because you're in town on a baseball trip to see the opening yeah. day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I got to see a team that's really known for being terrible spank the world champions of last year with the best record Damn. in baseball. So it was a pretty freaking great trip being back. And oh, then they watch just watch your language there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we get cussed on this. I'm. I'm making it very Mormon right now. Yeah. No, so there's absolutely no cursing ever on this show. Yeah. It's not allowed. Unless you're Andrew uh, Dorsett, right? Ted effing Williams. Ted effing Williams. Yeah. <laughs> this is a song called "Baseball, Baseball" by Jane Morgan. I met a lad, handsome and witty, who whispered to me, you are so pretty. Soon he and I were cabareting, we had a good time, goes without saying. He came to my house, all the lights were low, and then he held me close, set my heart aglow. He told me that my lips were as sweet as wine. With that, he put his two lips so close to mine and talked of baseball, baseball, the Dodgers and baseball, baseball, Stan New Zealand, baseball, baseball, all through the night, baseball, baseball. I was so mad, I got to thinking, surely this lad will start me drinking, for there was me, eager and healthy, in love with a he. Handsome and wealthy, I tried to get him in my sweet embrace. Oh, All he had Calypso. on his mind was the pen and trace. And though I saw him practically every night, we never went to movies. I saw a fight. We just saw baseball, baseball, DiMaggio and baseball, baseball, Chicago Cubs, baseball, baseball, DeRocher and baseball, baseball. Heart knew such humiliation that I sat and planned retaliation. Using the wiles known to all women, I'd marry that man if it was human. The wedding bells rang. We were one in June. Triumphantly, we went on a honeymoon. He held me very tight under stars so bright. And whispered, darling, who do you love tonight? I told him, baseball, baseball, the Tigers and baseball, baseball, Ted Williams. 
Williams and baseball, baseball. I love the game, baseball, baseball. Spread legs, Braves, White Sox, Indians, Phillies, Senators, Red Sox, Orioles, Athletics, Pirates, baseball, so, baseball, baseball. Buzz, much like the world of baseball itself, the uh, baseball music world is underrepresented by women. But I think there are more baseball singers that are female than there are baseball players. That is true. At least, um, you know. With right the, now. With, at the professional level. You know, at the professional level. Thank you. I was going to say, like, with a record deal, but, I mean, you know, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Very few female professional baseball players with a record deal. So, um Y'all were talking about uh, an older one that was uh, about Mickey Mantle, or uh, there's Joe DiMaggio, and then there was Mickey Mantle. That's the one that's sung by a woman, right? Both of them are sung by women. Both of them are. Yeah. Well, this one's with Mickey Mantle. Can for you know for our for our listeners who are nerds, but in a different way. Yeah. Than yourself. <laughs> Explain uh, about Mickey Mantle. Just like give me like the real quick rundown. So you had Ruth in the twenties. You had Lou Gehrig in the thirties. You had Joe DiMaggio in the forties, and then you had Mickey Mantle as the next like great in the fifties, early sixties. And uh, yeah, he was just the Yankee captain at, of that time. All and right. he was yeah. It it. Every generation of the Yankees, there's always this Yankee great. And and he was the one. He was one of that time. And he cut a single with Teresa Brewer mm-hmm. in 1956 called I Love Mickey. I wonder why he did it. <laughs> <laughs> he was also a ladies' man, too. Oh, Mickey who? You know who? The fellow with the celebrated swing. Oh, I love Mickey. Mickey who? You know who? The one who drives me batty every spring. If I don't make a hit with him, my heart will break in two. I wish that I could catch him and pitch a little woo. I love Mickey. Mickey who? Mickey you. <laughs> Mickey me. This part of a like a, a movie or something. I love uh, Mickey. I Mickey know he was in a movie you know with Roger Maris in the early sixties. Like uh, but oh, I forget. I, I don't think Mickey. he might have been. Mickey who? You know I wonder if he's really the first uh, baseball player to record oh, a song about baseball. I bet we'll have a lot of. Well, we'll look into that. Like somebody might. Somebody might get to us about this. Movie. This is the earliest I know about. Mickey who? Like Joe DiMaggio is not in this song. Babe Ruth did play himself in the film Pride of the Yankees. Who, oh, yeah. me? That's a lot of pride. <laughs> not Yogi Berra? I love you. Mickey. Okay, so I'm going to come off as a total ignoramus, but he mentioned 
Yogi Berra there. Mm-hmm. And I only know about Yogi Berra for one reason, and everyone knows what it, that is. And was Yogi Berra the baseball player prone to stealing picnic baskets? Huh. <laughs> With a sidekick, uh, the Spoo, yeah. A.K.A. Babe Ruth. Ruth. Jellystone Park yeah. mainstay. Sure. George Steinbrenner was uh, Ranger Ned, I believe, <laughs> in that series. But I do think Yogi Yogi Berra is named after Yogi Berra, the New York Yankee yeah. great. Yeah, the greatest catcher of all time. Who's also known for having a lot of uh, malaprops. I don't know if that's the word. He says a lot of funny stuff. He's It ain't over till it's over, is a Yogi, Yogi Yeah, that Berra was his quote. quote. Yeah. Oh, is biggest, it? Biggest quote. Uh, wow. Yeah, or like 50% of the game, 80% of the game is half mental. I believe is a Yogi Berra quote. That was a quote, exactly. Well, From the movie 61. He's got a lot of them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's also a great thing. If you haven't checked out the Billy Crystal movie, 61, you should look into that because it's about Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris's friendship through that season. It's pretty heavy, too. It's a good movie. Yeah. Tom Jane. Tom Barry Jane. Pepper. I'm going to keep talking about him. Yeah. Barry Pepper, who was... Uh, these, both these guys... Like, Thomas Jane was the uh, Punisher in the first Punisher film. And then uh, Barry Pepper, Saving Private Ryan. Sniper in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. yeah, he does like 80% of the work in that movie. Oh, yeah. He's what about... Half of it's mental. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a, there's a lot of songs about Joe DiMaggio. Like, uh, Terry mentioned him in Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. Um, Woody Guthrie wrote a song about him that we'll probably hear later. Mm-hmm. And uh, then... Les Brown has a song called Jolton Joe DiMaggio uh, featuring the vocalist Betty Bonnie. Mm-hmm. And that's from 1941. So uh, I'm that guy who's going to call in and say, hey, you got to go back in time a little bit to find the first. Well, oh, I guess it's not a singing baseball player. But it's, a, it's about him. It's, you know. it's yeah. about him. But more importantly, this is about who, who is this Betty Bonnie singing this song to us? And uh, what's she excited about? Baseball, baseball. Oh, no. I do hear the similarity, though. Hello, Joe. What do you know? We need a hit, so here I go. Ball one. <gasps> Wait, can I pause this? I I have always been unclear. What is the difference between strike and ball? Because I know it's three strikes you're out. And when I was in Little League, oh, when I was in Little League, <laughs> <laughs> you're out of here. Yeah, I was right. super confused why like people would swing the bat more than three times, and they would say ball every once in a while. And what? What? So ball is uh, outside of the pitch, the strike zone. The strike zone's like a square, so it can't be. If it's higher above your uh, your shoulders, it's a ball. If it's below the knees, it's a ball. If it's outside the plate, it's a ball. Or inside of the plate, it's a ball. Okay. Yeah. yeah! <laughs> a case of Wheaties. Wheaties. Oh, early product placement. Wheaties, you owe me 40 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) 
just showing off the orchestra at this point. I've never heard this song either. Just a man and not a free Jolton Joe DiMaggio. Joe, Joe DiMaggio, we want you on acid. He taught the market for it on acid? July oh, the 1st, you oh. know. <laughs> Since then, he's hit a good 12 more. Jolton Joe DiMaggio. Joe, Joe DiMaggio, we want you on acid. From coast to coast, that's all you'll hear of Joe, the one-man show. Yeah. No hitter. He's no glorified hitter. Yeah. the horse hide sphere, Jolton Joe DiMaggio. Joe, Joe DiMaggio, we want you on our He'll live in baseball's Hall of Fame. He got there blow by blow. Our kids will tell their kids his name, Jolton Joe DiMaggio. We dream of Joey with the light from back. We want you on our side. And now they speak in whispers low of how they stopped our joke. In the meantime, I have confirmed the baseball project does have a song called um, "The Day Doc Went Hunting Heads." <laughs> right, yeah. So you gotta play that. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop it in later. I do want to talk. Uh, this song you said was recorded in 1941, right? Uh-huh. And so that's right when, you know, America's getting into World War II, big worldwide conflict. So there's a little more to Jolton Joe is on our side. It's like kind of a really patriotic mm-hmm. thing. It's uh, And baseball is a real symbol for America, Americano. It's great about America. All um, those dudes like went to war, all those baseball greats. I think even Elvis, he signed up, right? He, he did. Yeah. yeah. That was the thing is like back in the day, you signed up and went to war. Part of your uh, patriotic duty. I thought it was a lottery. Which is why we got the women's league. League of their own. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. League of their own. They came from cities near and far. Yeah. Canadians, Irish ones, Swedes. They're uh, they're one for all. They're all for one. Yeah, they're all American. (laughs) No doubt about that. Um, We also, uh, I I actually, I posted a, a thread on Facebook that got really out of control because um, I posted in uh, a country music group and uh, was asking about favorite baseball themed songs and I got probably like you know 50 or so submissions I guess the ones that aren't the baseball project and none of the ones we're playing or a, a few of the ones we're playing actually but um, mostly songs that were baseball as metaphor mm. um not a ton of songs about the game itself. More like, I'm well, stealing second. You know, it's so yes. intertwined with yeah. just the uh, you know American <clears throat> culture and all like the, the the terms and stuff that's really ripe for plucking for metaphors that yeah. people can understand. It's almost like you could hear someone preach a sermon about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Sister Winona Carr, for instance. 
That's not second base. Yeah. King Solomon's the umpire. The umpire. Wow. How's he calling Damn. those pitches from Satan is the real question. Satan painting the corners. Is he giving you the ball? Is he calling the strike? It's unclear. It was a spitball. Yeah. You got to play it fair. Yeah. That is not permitted. Mm-mm. There's one thing I know about baseball. A spitball, not permitted. No go. No go. Um, I want to stray from the metaphors Mostly, and just have like the songs that are really like kind of more educational. <laughs> but this is educational in another way, and it's a metaphorical song, and it's by Charlie Leuven, who love Charlie Leuven, one half of the Leuven brothers, and this song is called "Bottom of the Fifth. Mm. I should go home, but I'm not sure I have one. The bottle holds the first place in my life. I live out of control in smoky places, and I'm ashamed of how it Hurts my wife Cause it's bottom of the field And I'm still wanting more She ought to give me up And even up the score Cause every time I say I'll quit She knows that it's a myth when it's five to two and bottom of the field, it's hard you can also mean the bottom of the fifth of whiskey too. Well, that's I think that's bar. exactly what mm-hmm. it means. That's it's five five to five two. two in the morning. Yeah, bottom of the fifth. <laughs> it's almost incidentally a baseball metaphor. Yeah, I like that. It doesn't connect to baseball in any other way except like this one line could also American. describe a baseball game. There's nothing more American than the Lubin Brothers in baseball. You put a Chevy commercial on this podcast. It's done, dude. You know how how it worked in Nashville though is that like back in those days, you just go to a bar and you hear somebody say something. Like there, somebody else is watching a baseball game. They're like, it's five to two, bottom of the fifth, and then someone's light bulb goes Clips. off above their head, overhearing it, and they're like, that means. <laughs> and then, and then they hand this song over to Charlie Lubin's people, and voila, gold, beautiful, instant gold. Um, do you guys know that song? 
about Nolan Ryan? Hmm. Really? I don't think I, I do. Love to hear Nolan, it. I love Nolan yeah. Ryan. Nolan Ryan was like the only baseball player I really knew about. Besides Bo Jackson, like Bo Jackson was just like pop culture because he was because he, he knew everything. everything. Bo knows. Yeah, Bo knows. I I had a I had a like a trading card that was Bo Jackson standing next to Bo. Uh, what's his name? What's the kid from The Simpsons with the pointy hair? Bart? Bart, Bart Simpson? No, that's not it. It's, mm. home, it's the boy in The Simpsons family that... Bart. Rides a Zelda? skateboard Zelda's and... Bort? You mean Bort? Yeah, yeah it's Bort. <laughs> no, it was Bart. It was Bart. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't think so, but let's just go with that. Okay, well, so f- just... Gosh, I'm really making me infuriated right now. <laughs> um, so it was... Obs- picture of Bo Jackson standing next to Bart Simpson and it just said Bo knows Bart. <laughs> Whoa. That would make a great bootleg t-shirt if someone hasn't done that already. This was like a thing I bought at a at a comics and baseball card shop. You still have this with you? No. Damn, dude. It's one of the best marketing like inventions ever though is the Bo Noah's because you can put literally anything after it. It's like whatever you're doing. It's like, oh, are you selling patent medicine? It's like, oh yeah, Bo Noah's snake oil. <laughs> <laughs> anything you need. Bo knows it. Yeah. Um, I did a report about him in third grade. It was um we were doing Black History Month. And I chose Bo Jackson as the guy as a for my project. I got an A for it. It's killer. Nice. Uh, well, he was the original Mike, uh, Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan, bat, basketball great, but he also played baseball as a White Sox. It's true. Both both from the White Sox organization there. Mm-hmm. And then went on to golf. And I guess but he didn't play in the same team as his dad, like mm-hmm. uh, Ken Griffey. Ken Griffey. And, and I the, think uh, the Griffey brothers, as they're incorrectly known. <laughs> <laughs> um. But what about Nolan Ryan, right? I mean, didn't he um, didn't he strike out a bunch of uh, batters? All-time record uh, for strikeouts by far, I, I believe, as the, a pitcher. He had a like, combination of a ton of strikeouts and great longevity. He was the strikeout king. Also, yeah, yeah. Also I just no want to hear what no. I, I just want to hear what Jerry Jeff Walker had to say game. about him. JJW. Well, our story starts in Texas. It's a good place to start a story. Where he's tempered by the heat. This skinny Alvin boy believes his fastball can't be beat. So he brings it and he brings it. And it passes every test. They're talking he's a wild man. Might be the fastest in the West. Well, he's drafted by New York. He's gonna pitch up there in shade. Can you tell in like just a few seconds about uh, how he punched that guy out? Oh, he got him in a headlock, right? Uh, yeah, so he, he threw the ball at Robin Ventura, and I believe it hit him. And Robin Ventura took a couple steps to first base, then decided to, decided to, to challenge the mound, as sometimes happens in baseball. He ran at the mound at Nolan Ryan, who at the time was, I believe, 40 years old, and ran at him, and Nolan Ryan just smoothly catches him in a headlock as he's coming up and just starts pounding his head. Nolan Ryan's hat comes off and he's bald and it's just this old bald dude beating on this like 
25-year-old third baseman. And Damn. It's uh, one of the one best of the video clips of all time of a baseball fight. I think that's why Jerry Jeff wrote this song. He's, He's a badass. Nolan Ryan. He's a hero to us all. Nolan Ryan. He stands straight. He stands tall. He don't mess around, boys. He plays some mean old football. <laughs> Man, I'm starting to like baseball. <laughs> it's the best sport ever. I there's something about that game. It's just like you can't explain why you love baseball. It's just like a thing. It's just unexplainable. This this love that we have for the game. Well, I noticed like everyone so far that I know who really enjoys baseball. They started when they were really young, and they like their parents played it, their friends play it. There's a lot of community around it, and they, it, they just grew up like looking up to these like big baseball dudes. It's it's a cultural thing. Yeah. I think you have to be raised with it. It's funny because people I know they who just weren't raised playing baseball or raised with it in the house they just don't understand it or just don't yeah, get it. I definitely don't get it. And I'm beginning to get it being surrounded by all these baseball fans. Yeah. <laughs> baseball freaks. I'm a, baseball I am freaks. an absolute baseball freak. You totally are. I, I'm proud of it. I, I take it with pride. I really <laughs> enjoy witnessing your guys' passion for the sport. As do I. Yeah. Like this song right here. I'm learning a the lot passion. about passion. Yeah. yeah, that's what's great about the music. I really feel Golden Glove. Oh, got participation. Hey kids, guess what? It's your lucky day because you get to tell me your favorite baseball team, okay? So one, two, three. Lancaster Jets. How did you know? That's my favorite baseball team too. Yes, it is. Here we go. Oh, here we go. DiMaggio. Perfect street. It's one, but it's This is the LA funk band Wolfpack. One for one DiMaggio. Timeless. It's the world's sillies, including I with my dad and Joe Table. Well, he would. So, so now I root for the New York Yankees with Bartoli Cologne. He's throwing 101 in the ninth inning. Well, he's the best. Come on, one. DiMaggio. This is amazing. I love it. That's my second favorite baseball song. Mine too. Yeah. It's a little bit irreverent, but I. There's, There's a lot of love there, though. They yeah, can get away yeah. with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a Drake song I listened to recently because I was going through a really bad breakup and I've been listening to a lot of Drake. And I highly recommend that to any dude with a broken heart. Pete Drake? Drake Drake. <laughs> Drizzy. You <laughs> <laughs> should do a low profile about him at some point. <laughs> yeah, once he fades into obscurity, he'll be right on top of that. You <laughs> <laughs> might be 70 at that point, but I hope you're still doing this at 70. Um, but yeah, he has a song about, it's called Connect, and it's just about him swinging. The whole song is just him just like, like swinging, just ball? swinging, yeah, like swinging for the ball. 
And Does he ever hit it? I think so. Damn. It's not, yeah. <laughs> You're not rude for Drake there. Huh? No, I'm not rude for Drake. <laughs> I, I'm not. Yeah, I haven't really listened to Drake. Yeah. Well, no. that's an, I don't know. I, that was something that came to my mind because I thought it was funny. We were talking about base, baseball songs. Have you guys ever heard of uh, Move Over Babe, Here Comes Henry? Ooh. Hank Aaron? Get out of the way, babe. I think so. Yeah, definitely is Hank Aaron. We're starting to wrap it up, but I think we can afford to play some of this here. It's by, yeah, Bill Slayback. Who, who is Bill Slayback? Well, maybe that's a question for another episode, or maybe that's you. <laughs> Depending on who's listening. Thanks for listening, Bill. We love you, Bill. This deep into the show episode. Move over, babe. Here comes Henry. What is that number? Seven fourteen was the amount of home runs, career home runs Babe yeah. Ruth hit, and it was the the record. Seven fifteen is what Aaron got by a lot. Well, so yeah, he ended with seven fifty five, I think. But I think uh, yeah, he broke it with seven fifteen. Oh Bonds God. got to uh, seven eighty something. I don't know. I don't remember. The I just remember being so bummed about that. Yeah, and that's when the real asterisk should have taken place. Is when these dudes were taking steroids. Hey, well, I've got human Google here. Um, does the phrase tinker to evers to chance oh yeah and that's anything yeah that's a uh i think it's a, sh- is it a shortstop to second base to first base that's like an infield double play combination okay i've never um, yeah that... i i don't know the team i but it's uh yeah a double play connection well maybe the carolyn sills combo can tell us something about that <laughs> God, I hope so.
So this is a song about a maneuver then in baseball? It's definitely a maneuver. Yeah. It's a big it's the best play that you could possibly get on the defense of the sport. A double double play, it's getting uh, two outs and one one swing at a bat as a defense the defensive team. It's really good. A twin killing they call it. Dang. Well, seems like a good something good to strive for if anybody out there is playing baseball and wondering what they ought to do. Yeah, kill some game. twins. Kill yeah. some twins, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Just like uh, King Solomon did in that other song. Yeah. It scores the points with the umpire. Yeah. Well. All right. You're supposed to sit on your ass and nod at stupid things. Man, it's hard to do. But if you don't, they'll screw you. And if you do, they'll screw you too. And I'm standing in the middle of a Ian. This is not. This is what? it. Okay. Standing <laughs> in the diamond all alone. At least. Is this Warren Zevon? Yeah. It sure is. <laughs> this is the Bill Lee song. Things I shouldn't like. Is that harmonica censoring his words? So, Bill Lee. All the songs about he was this, this bad boy for the Red Sox that LA Rockers just loved. And Zavon like wrote this for him. So this is another like crossover of rock and roll and baseball. Like Rockers thought that this guy was punk, but on the baseball field. Yeah, on the baseball field, yeah. Okay. Bill Lee I'm loved intrigued. Warren Zavon, so Warren was like, I'm gonna write a song for him because he's a badass. Oh, that's really sweet. And uh yeah. He was like scream. I guess it was like the time Werewolves of London had just been out. And, uh, well, you guys, I think we're going to have to end this, but we're going to have to end it by singing um, sort of the ubiquitous baseball song. And before we start singing it, um, Miles, you, were, you, you had some interesting trivia about this tune. What about taking you out to the ball game? Yeah. Oh, man. This guy, and I think if I remember right, this is also care of uh, the Ken Burns documentary that I saw in sixth grade, and I've tried to watch it again, and man, it's tough to get through. What you have to be fall asleep really? right away. Yeah. Um, but uh, what's that, Mark? I'm sorry. What was that? It's like American phrase. A stick and a spear. <laughs> a stick and a, oh wait. Sticking a spear? No, I don't know what you're talking about. That's <laughs> gonna be my first baseball. That's what that's song. called. Yeah. Okay. What's it gonna be about? A stick and a spear. Stick and a spear. Oh. And some, some, baguette and a Swiss roll. Some people in gear. <laughs> a baguette and a, and a roll. Of dirt in the middle. <laughs> so this uh, song that we're about to sing, if I remember right, from the Ken Burns documentary. Uh, he had never been to a baseball game, uh, but had heard all about it um, and decided to write this song about it. You know, it was like all the rage, but yeah, never made it to a baseball game. That's so weird. I know. 
I know. So he just really wanted to go. He really wanted to go, and he knew enough about the snacks and, you know, the basic rules of it. But, yeah, I've never been to a baseball game before, and I don't think ever made it to one. I also don't think he's he... ever had a proper haircut either. You've yeah. never seen his hair. I, I'm trying to remember. It's been a long time. Yeah. But, yeah, that sounds about right. Turn of the century, 1900s. Yeah. It's like someone put a baseball hat on his head and they just kind of chopped away. Mm-mm. No strings on that one. Mark is reaching for a banjo. And there's only the one. You can use the guitar there. So we guys are going full out for this ending. I love so this. So do we think this song was about trying to get someone to take him to a ball game finally? I think so. Take me out to the yeah, ball game. Take me out somebody to the crowd, guys. Please take me to a ball game. Yeah. Buy, Buy me the peanuts. Peanuts and Cracker Jack. Yeah, I, don't know. I really don't care if I ever yeah. go back. It was yeah. a little intense. Yeah. Maybe oh, nobody wanted to take him. Yeah. A little too desperate. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a play cool. One, two, three. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the crowd. Buy me some peanuts and cracker jacks. I don't care if I ever go back because it's root, root, root for the home team. If they don't win, it's a shame. Because it's one, two, three strikes, you're out of the Ball. I'm here now with returning for the outro, Ian. What's up? And Miles. Hey, it's engineer Miles here. Andrew is over there on the piano. He's playing us out. So that was really fun. It was a fun season uh, for the podcast. I, was it a fun baseball season, Ian? It was really disappointing, but hey, there's always next year, as they say. Yeah, go get them next year. Yeah. We'll get Dodgers. another. Yeah. Thanks, Kershaw. We had a couple. Great job. <laughs> All right, let's, yeah, go Kershaw. Yeah, thanks, Kersh. Um, we had a little disappointment. Mm-hmm. We, we uh, also interviewed Scott McGoy from the Baseball Project, uh, better well-known for his band's Young Fresh Fellows and the Minus Five. And uh, we talked to him at length about his band, The Baseball Project, which you heard a little bit ago. Um, But it's gone to the ether. Yeah, Yeah, it got lost. That is a foul. (laughs) So... (laughs) Anyways, I guess, you know, these things happen. <laughs> Kirshner, who, who, who is it? Kershaw. Kershaw, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. really pulled a Kershaw on this really one. <laughs> Kershaw, we feel you. <laughs> uh, we're uh, sitting on the couch like you sat on the bench that game. <laughs> In utter disbelief. <laughs> and that's how I feel about this season of the podcast being over, too. It's been a wild ride. It sure has, yeah. It's been really fun and 
Uh, You've been every best part about my travels on a plane this this past year. Oh, Thank shit. you. That's sweet. Yeah. So you're the subscriber. Yeah, I'm the it's subscriber. You. <laughs> okay. It's me. All right. Well, good to know you. Yeah. And um, good to see you. Yeah. If you guys like this show, why don't you just tell everyone you know about it and uh, give us a good rating or a review? Um, you know, reach out. We got a website, lowprofilepodcast.com. And uh, there are pins too, right? Yeah, I've got some I've got some buttons, I've got yeah. some stickers. Uh, I'm ordering some stickers of the new logo. I still have a few left of the old one. Um, if you just leave a comment or a review, um, shoot me an email about it, I will send you some stuff. I've even got some CDR copies of certain episodes. Oh, wow. <laughs> you want the goods. I want the goods. With, with uh, bonus content, so. But yeah, all those, ep- this is, uh, I guess, episode number 14 mm-hmm. of season one. So you got a lot of stuff to chew on if you haven't heard everything yet. Yeah, or go back and give some episodes another listen. You know, they're pretty fun. You got a plane travel or something yeah. coming up. Download it. Can't wait for season two. Huh? Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so, in the meantime, yeah, we'll we'll see you sometime next year. Yeah, we'll be thank, back. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, we really love having you here. <laughs> Yay!